Hey, Merry Christmas. Thanks for tuning in to the Keep Moving Forward podcast coming to you on December 25. Merry, Merry Christmas. I just hope and pray that you'll uh, have a wonderful uh, Christmas with uh, your family or friends. And uh, and even if you're all by yourself, guess what? You're not alone. Uh, God loves you so much. He's with you. He's with you always. Hey, big thank you. Uh, wow. Thanks for interacting. Thanks for asking questions uh, that really create the messages on this Keep Moving Forward podcast. So, uh, so grateful. Again, you know, feel the freedom to pass the message on to somebody you know that you think would benefit. And once again, for those that are financially supporting, thank you so much. It, it makes a huge difference. So thank you. Well, today for Christmas, we are going to be talking about making your life magnificent. That, I love that word, magnificent. <laughs> it's a great word. And really, here we are on Christmas, and we could do the Christmas story, and you know, you're going to get that on so many different uh, levels at church and different things that you listen to. But I, I want to talk about how God is so magnificent. Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, born to us, I mean, He is magnificent. And there's this great passage in Isaiah, Isaiah 28, verse 29, says, All this comes from the Lord Almighty, whose plan is wonderful, whose wisdom is magnificent. That's the God we serve. Like, God has a wonderful plan. His plan's wonderful. It's wonderful for you. He's working the plan. And we just got to do our part. We got to partner with God and get into the kind of the, you know, the best place we could be so that we can live out that wonderful plan. And really, the starting point is always going to be God, the Lord Almighty. His wisdom is magnificent. So we start there. And that's how we, as frail human beings that make mistakes and mess up and all that, our hurts and hang-ups and all that, and God can make a masterpiece. His word says that. He's creating you into a masterpiece. And so here we go. To make a life magnificent, we're starting with the Lord. We are just going to camp in Psalm 139. Psalm 139 is one of those chapters in the Bible that is just loaded. It's loaded with just uh, pearls of wisdom and gold nuggets and, and just the good stuff. And in fact, I've got a great idea. Let's all read Psalm 139 uh, every day this week from Christmas to New Year, seven days in a row. And just let it soak in. And I bet each day that you read that that little chapter, Psalm 139, you're going to learn something else. Something's going to pop off the page, pop off the, the, the scripture verse that you're just going to go, whoa, I, I never saw it that way. So let's dive into Psalm 139. And I'm going to give you five things to make your life magnificent, knowing that God is magnificent. So we start out with Psalm 139, verse 1 and 2. And it says, You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. 
You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. Okay, here's number one for you. As we're building this magnificent life, we're making your life magnificent. Number one, know that God knows what you're thinking. (laughs) Know that God knows what you're thinking. That's an interesting thought. For some of us, maybe that's a scary thought. Oh my word, God knows what I'm thinking. Proverbs gives us a little insight about how powerful our thoughts are. It says in Proverbs, as a person thinks, so he is. Your thoughts are so powerful. Your thoughts are guiding your life. Your thoughts are leading to actions, they're leading to habits, they're leading to a lifestyle, they're leading to eternity. And so we have to just make sure that we're honing in our thoughts. And isn't it interesting that the psalmist here in Psalm 139 verse 2 says, you perceive my thoughts from afar, meaning meaning God in heaven knows your thoughts wherever you are, uh, driving in the car, waking up in the morning, going to work, just your everyday, ordinary life, all of that, he knows your thoughts. And so that probably should prompt us and get us excited about, I got to have some really good thoughts. God knows my thoughts. I better have some good thoughts. And it's just fascinating that God knows everything you're thinking. It's really fun. Uh, I'm, we'll be watching a football game, of course, right? And, you know, Sherry and I are sitting there on the couch and, and a play will happen. And I make a statement about the play. And two seconds later, the broadcaster makes the exact same statement. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's kind of funny. And Sherry will look at me and go, how did you know that? And I go, well, I knew his thoughts. You know, I, I could see what was happening and I know what, you know, he was going to say. And it's just so funny. And I do that all the time. Well, how much more does God know your thoughts and in fact, knows what you're going to say. And that's actually number two. So let's continue on in Psalm 139, verse three and four says, you discern my going out and my lying down. You're familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. That's powerful. He knows your words. He knows what you're going to say before you say it. Isn't that kind of trippy? That's how much God loves you and knows you through and through. So number two is use your words wisely. <laughs> if, God, if God knows what you're going to say, use your words wisely. Also in Proverbs, it tells us that your words have the power of life and death, meaning you can bless things and you can curse things. You can bless other people and you can curse other people. You can bless your own life as here we are in Psalm 139, making your life magnificent. You can bless your life or you can curse your life. And God gives you that that power, that gift. And so we should use that gift for the greater good to bless your life. And so it's so, so important to know that our words are so powerful uh, to our own lives and to everyone around us. 
uh, about a year ago, I was playing uh, some tennis doubles, and we were in this competition, and I was a little off that day. I just wasn't hitting my serves very well, and I, I just was not having a, a good day. You know, sometimes we're on, sometimes we're off, and I just wasn't playing very well. That's the bottom line. And my partner was letting me know. <laughs> he, was, he was like, oh, that was horrible. Oh, terrible shot, Tom. Oh, you know, and guess what? I got worse and worse as he went on. You know, his his words were were kind of setting the path for me and getting worse and worse. And I was starting to play even more terrible. Those were powerful words. Now, then, a few months ago, I'm playing tennis in doubles, and I've got this other partner. And it wouldn't matter if you were down, you know, in a set five to zero because you you know it's. You got to win six games if you know tennis. But anyway, you're you're just way behind. This partner is like, okay, we got them where we want them, Tom. Here we go. You got this. You got this. You know, I want to encourage you. Some of us growing up maybe had a school teacher or some authority figure in our life that when we made a mistake or, you know, did something wrong, they'd say, shame on you. Shame on you. You know, you don't want to put shame on anybody. And certainly not your own life. And so it's either going to be shame on you, my first tennis partner, or you got this, my more favorite tennis partner. And that's really what it comes down to, that we can bless other people. We can bless our own life. It's going to make your life better. So number two, use your words wisely. Just be so intentional and start practicing that to to bless others and bless your own life. Okay, we're going to go to number three and we'll skip down on Psalm 139 to verse 13 and 14. That says, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. You know, number three is celebrate God creating you. You've probably heard this before, but God doesn't make mistakes. There are no accidents in God's plan. And, you know, I don't know how you grew up. I don't know how your parents were, your mother, father, whether you were adopted or this or that. This is what I do know. God planned to create you. God created you. He knows you. He was watching when you were in your mother's womb. He was knitting you together, as the scripture says. Also in Psalm 139, he, he the psalmist talking to the Lord saying, you were watching my unformed body. God was over you and watching you. And so part of building up your own life is really celebrating that God created you. In fact, God is so excited about you. It says in the Old Testament in Zephaniah that he rejoices over you. He sings over you. Uh, it, when you deep, you know, dive deep into the, the Hebrew, Old Testament written in Hebrew, it's like God jumps up, does a 360 and whistles and shouts over you. He's, God is excited about you and he created you. You know, the, the, the closest thing that I can think of is being a grandparent. And I'm telling you what, 
you know, uh, I, I'm, I play by grandparent rules. You know, it's like, like I love my grandkids and, and it's kind of like this wonderful relationship where you just like pour into them and, and they just think, you know, you're, you're the, the, the world's best and, 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 and then you hand them back over to their parents and, you know, it's, it's a great, great uh, deal. I'm telling you what, if I knew how great grandparenting was, I would have skipped parenting altogether and went straight to grandparenting. That's how good it is. But it makes me just uh, be in awe when I look at my grandkids. I got seven under the age of six, six and under, uh, seven grandkids. And I see a little bit of me in them. I see a little bit of Sherry in them. And really, it's true. Our DNA is somehow, some way is, is in. And it's just like this. Wow. 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 Now, how much more your heavenly father looks at you and says, wow, I, I created them. In fact, my spirit is in them. And so part of us making our lives magnificent is this number three. I mean, celebrating God creating you. When's the last time you did that? We don't do that very often. We got to celebrate it. God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you that you created me, that you have this wonderful plan and that your wisdom is magnificent. All right, let's go to number four. And that we're going to jump down to Psalm 139, verse 17 and 18. How precious to me are your thoughts. God, how vast the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. This whole idea of God's thoughts toward us. In fact, in Psalm 139, verse 17, some translations are like, how precious are your thoughts concerning me? Talking to God. So God has these incredible, precious thoughts about you, about your life. He sees every detail. So number four is to receive. Receive God's thoughts toward you. You know, in the Psalms, it says that you're the apple of his eye. Isn't that beautiful? I mean, again, he is a loving father. He loves you. And he says to you that you're the apple of my eye. I was in a Bible study long, 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 long time ago. And after the study, there was a time to pray for one another. And there was this friend of mine, uh, didn't know her very well, but, uh, you know, she was a friend, but didn't know her real well. And I just had that scripture verse in Psalms that for her, I thought like God really wants her to know this. And, and so I told her, I said, you know what God is saying to you? And it's, it's, it's out of the, the book of Psalms is that you're the apple of his eye. Well, I'll tell you what, tears started flowing down, I mean, down her face. I mean, she was just started bawling. She was so moved by it. And, you know, I've never seen mascara flow so much, you know, but the reality was that somehow, some way, that's exactly the message that she needed from God. And, And when she got that message, she was just blown away and moved. And you need to know that today, you are the apple of his eye, meaning he, you mean so much to him. You're so precious to him. 
and his thoughts toward you. So, number four, we're going to receive God's thoughts toward us. And that gets us to the last one, number five. And this is how Psalm 139 closes out. It's the last two verses of that chapter. And so Psalm 139, verse 23 and 24 says, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Okay, a lot in here, but when you really take a look at it, it's a prayer. And so number five is invite God to search you. And that's what the psalmist does here. He's saying, God, search me. Totally. God, know my heart through and through. God, you know, test me. Know know where my anxiety is. He says, know my anxious thoughts. God, if there's anything in me that's not of you, if there's anything that's offensive, oh, God, you know, change me. Lead me out of that. And lead me in your way that's eternal, that's everlasting. It's, it's so amazing. And it's this empowerment to you to actually invite God to search you through and through. God, search my, my, my thoughts. God, search my mind. Uh, God, search my soul. Uh, God, search everything within me. What am I hiding in my heart? Is it good things? Is there anything that's not good, that's bad, that's offensive? God, remove that. And it's just going there. That's that's jumping into the deep end of the pond, as we say. You know, you, you've got to invite God to search you through and through. It, it's it's a, a very passionate thing when you and I are searching for something that we really, really want to find. Like when you lose your keys, isn't that just drive you nuts? Like, where are my keys? I got to find my keys or, or your wallet or, you know, purse or what have you. You know, where is it? I don't know. And you're, you kind of have this feeling of anxiety and you're, you're trying to search it out, but you're, you're passionate about it. You, you want to find it. Just the other day, just the other day, I lost my sunglasses case and I really thought that I left it in the car. And so I go out to the car and I search it and I go back into my home and I'm thinking, I'm pretty sure it's there. And I go back out to the car a second time and I'm searching and I, I can't find it. And I go back into the home and then a third time I come back to the car and you're not going to believe it. I found it <laughs> three times over searching the car in and out and it just took that much. But man, did I feel good when I found it. I'm like, yes, I knew you were in here. Well, when you invite God to search you, you're, you're saying, God, come again and again and again. Search me once, search me twice, search me three times. Find anything in me. Uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, and throw out the bad and the ugly, and let's build on what is good. So, God, search me, search me, search me. And that's number five, inviting God to search you through and through. Hey, let me recap here. So, we're making your life magnificent. That's what we're doing. And it always, the starting point is God and in Isaiah 28, 29, it says that he has a wonderful plan and his wisdom is magnificent. 
We need God's magnificent wisdom to make our lives magnificent. So, Psalm 139, and again, the the big challenge is, let's read that chapter in the Bible for seven days straight, from Christmas to New Year's. If you're listening to this podcast after Christmas, just, you know, put it down seven days in a row, and I believe God is going to speak to you here and there and on this day and from this passage, all power-packed in Psalm 139. So making your life magnificent, here are the five. Know that God knows what you're thinking. Very, very important. That should prompt us like, whew, I better have really good thoughts. Know that God knows what you're thinking. Number two, use your words wisely. Remember the power of your words you have the power of life or death with your words to bless or curse. And so we're going to use our words wisely. That's going to build a great life. Number three, we don't do this often, celebrate God creating you. In fact, you know, right at the end of this podcast, I challenge you, God, thank you that you created me. Thank you. And really go there. Celebrate God creating you. That's going to really open you to all that God wants to do in your life and make your life that much better. Number four, receive God's thoughts toward you. Remember, he has precious thoughts concerning you. And then lastly, this is a big one, and we got to go there. We got to be bold before God and invite him. Number five, invite God to search you, to whatever's in your heart, whatever's in your mind, whatever's in your soul whatever you're carrying, to let him search you through and through and then lead you in his ways that are everlasting, that are good, right, and true, that are by his grace and and his wisdom guiding your life. So that's what we want to do. That's what we're going to do to make our lives magnificent. Hey, let me pray for you. Uh, God, thank you for each person uh, listening to this Keep Moving Forward podcast. God, this message, it always starts with you. Lord, you are always the starting point and then everything flows from there. So God, help us to get Psalm 139 just rooted in our hearts, set in our hearts. God, I pray that you would just open everyone's eyes to how you feel about them. Open their hearts to how you feel about them, how you think about them, and that it's good and it's gracious and it's loving and it's kind. And so, Lord, just shape our lives. Uh, Again, God, we surrender all the bad stuff that's holding us back. We, We lay it down at your feet and we say, God, lead us on in what's good, right, and true. So, Lord, bless, bless, bless each person listening to this podcast. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks again for for listening to this podcast. Uh, Again, you can uh, pass it on to someone that you think would benefit uh, or just tell them about the website, uh, tomoleary.org, T-H-O-M-O-L-E-A-R-Y.org, and they can see all the messages that we do. Uh, And then once again, thank you for those that are financially supporting. And you can go to the website and hit the little donate button. uh, And that's just a huge blessing. So I'm I'm just so grateful. 
Well, Merry, Merry Christmas. If you're listening on this uh, December 25th, uh, 2022 day, uh, have a wonderful Christmas. And remember that God loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And I'm for you. God bless. Merry Christmas.